Last year, the NFC South was the just laughing class of the NFC. Everyone dunked on them, made their jokes. This year, they already got two 2-0 teams, and there could be a third one tonight if the Saints take care of business. Let's talk about it right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdet Nation? Welcome inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast on this Monday morning. And usually Mondays stink, but the Saints play football tonight, so it's going to be a good Monday, at least hopefully so. And as always, guys, this show is brought to you by Scott McNair Injury Lawyers. You've been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore. Scott McNair handles it all. You give him a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation. They'll always fight. For the win. Now, before I start getting into the Saints Panthers game, what they got to do to win the game, why I believe they can, why they got to stop this week two skid that's been happening over the last couple of years, I want to talk about the NFC South. So it's only two weeks, and I don't want to overreact because things can change. And I actually do think one of the two 2 0 teams in the NFC South is very fraudulent. I do believe that I said throughout the summer, a lot of people make fun of the NFC South, go, yeah, I guess I'll pick the Saints because someone's got to win it. Or they'll go, I guess I'll pick the Falcons because someone's got to win it. But I think a lot of people have overlooked this division. And again, it's not the best division in the world. you got a Panthers team that will play tonight that I believe will struggle for the majority of this season. And you have a Buccaneers team that, in a second I'll discuss, I think they're going to start to hit a little bit of a rough patch. The Falcons are an actual good football team, and I hate saying it. I don't want to say it. And it sounds disgusting coming out of my mouth. But the truth of the matter is what the Falcons have that a lot of teams struggle with, especially early in the season, they have an identity. They just want to run the ball. And then when you think they want to pass it, nope, they want to run it one more time. That's what they want to do. They want to run the ball with B. John Robinson. When they want to run the ball with Tyler Algier, they want to run the ball with Desmond Ritter. They want to run. And we've seen it so far, them being 2-0, over 130 rushing yards last week, over 200 this past weekend against the Packers. Now, did they play a, a banged-up Green Bay offense? Absolutely no Christian Watson, no Aaron Jones, Romeo Dobbs banged up. I get it. And I actually do think, obviously, if the Packers were at full strength and the Packers have not imploded in the last eh, eight minutes or so, yeah, Falcons are 1-1, one and one, and I get that. But when I see them so far, is I see a team with a clear identity. Arthur Smith wants to run the football, and they have the facilities to do so. They have the necessary backs. Bijan already looks like a star, and Tyler Algier is pretty damn good. Now, I don't know if their quarterback will be any good. I see Desmond Ritter in the passing game. I see him struggling. I think that's their weak point. I think they are a quarterback away from being a scary team, and that won't get solved this year. They won't have the quarterback this year, and they'll have to kind of manage their way through certain situations. But I think the Falcons look really good. You guys know how I feel about the Saints. If they win tonight, I think that will knock off a lot of doubts that I have about them, and I don't have many doubts. My biggest doubt about the Saints is, can they be a consistent winner? You start 2-0, that's some consistency to start the season with back-to-back wins, and I'll get into that in just a minute. Now, let me get into the, the Bucks. Yes, they're 2-0. Yes, Baker has looked solid. I don't want to take anything away from the way he's played. He's been really, really efficient. But the Buccaneers have played two teams that I hated coming into this season. I couldn't get why people weren't seeing how, how fraudulent the Vikings were going to be. They won a lot of games last year, one possession. It doesn't happen again in the NFL. And guess what? They lost two one-possession games this year. All the games they won last year, they're going to lose this year. It's the way it works. They have no defensive skill players. Their offense is so Justin Jefferson dependent, and that's not going to fly, especially now with no run game. It's tough. So the Vikings, I didn't like them. 
Bears, for the life of me, I could not understand why some people thought they'd at least be a fun or exciting team this year. They don't have a quarterback, and I wanted Justin Fields to be really good. But you can't watch yesterday's game and not think that, you know, man, they need to make a change at that position. That's a bad quarterback situation in Chicago. And good Lord, he threw a pick six on a screen pass from, I believe, their own four. Shit like that can't happen. So I think the Bucs have been very fortunate that the schedule played out perfectly into their hand. Credit to them, right? They won the games they're supposed to win now. But this is why I say I could see them. Let's revisit in five weeks from now. What's their, what's their record? Eagles in week three. Saints in week four. Lions in week five. Falcons in week six. Bills in week seven. That's, that's the way I, I just think the Bucs will fall off during that slate. And, and I truly feel it. Now, again, I'm going to keep saying it. And I know people don't want to hear it. I think the Falcons are going to be a legit contender for this division. Not contender NFC because you need a quarterback to do so, but contender for the, the NFC South. Bucks, No. But them starting off 2-0 is actually great for Saints fans, and I'll tell you one reason why. Two wins already out of the jump. They're probably going to be out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. So I am thankful for that. Now I'd like to see them start losing some games, but I am thankful for them actually starting off 2-0 and not being in the sweepstakes because, man, who the hell wants to deal with Caleb Williams? For the next 15 years. So that's it in the NFC South. And obviously it's up to the Saints to make sure, well, yes, the Bucs are 2-0. Yes, the Falcons are 2-0. We're also 2-0. And you got to take care of your own business. And the Saints can do that. All this talk about, oh, them keeping pace. You don't have to worry about it. They can do it. So we'll see if they do that tonight. And if they're going to do that tonight, they need a run game. I can't stress it enough. You need a run game, specifically against a Carolina defense that got after the, the quarterback last week in Atlanta Four sacks. Brian Burns was just a menace. And I'll talk about Brian Burns in the next segment when we talk about Derek Carr. Saints run game last week was not good. It was not good. 45 rushing yards on 18 attempts for Jamal Williams. 45 on 18. That's 2.5 yards per carry. That's bad. That's not good. But for anyone going, oh, well, was it an anomaly? Was it Titans and Chargers played last this past Sunday? Joshua Kelly, a lot of people's fantasy football waiver wire pickup of the week. 13 carries for 39 yards. This is what the Titans do. The Titans don't let you run the football. They run the football pretty well most of the time, and they don't let you run the football. And that's how they get wins. And for the record, by the way, right, the Saints got made fun of for beating the Titans, right? Oh, the Titans going to be any good. We don't know. Well, they beat the Chargers in overtime, and a lot of people like the Chargers because their roster. So I think that win against the Titans looks a little bit better today than it looked like last week for some people. So that's the way I see it. But but the, the Panthers are not the Titans in that regard. Titans don't let you run the football. Panthers are going to give you opportunities. And I know last week Atlanta is a way better rushing team than the Saints. It's not close. That is their identity. That's their forte. The Saints with Jamal Williams should have far more success tonight. And I also want to see what happens with Kendrick Miller. I'd be kind of disappointed if he's inactive because he has been practicing. He's been very active in those practice sessions. I'd like to think that he's ready to go. And if Kendrick Miller is ready to go, that'll take a lot of pressure off Jamal Williams because it doesn't feel like every down is Jamal at running back and needing him to, to find the hole and be that you know explosive runner because that's not his game. And I do think for Jamal, it was one run at the end of the game, and he did fumble. Thankfully, he recovered it. I think there was something there at the end of the Titans game where it's like, okay, they just gotta, they got to find a way to block better up front. It was tough against Tennessee week one against an opponent that likes to be stout in that department. Carolina, not as stout in that department. You can have some success. If you run the football a little bit more, take some pressure off Derek Carr on the road, 
that's a formula for success, guys. So I, I do think for New Orleans, got to run it well with Jamal. Hopefully Kendra's active and that helps. And then Taysom Hill. The Taysom Hill usage, I don't expect it to be great during week one, right? It's week one, trying to figure out how this offense is going to flow with Derek Carr. But week two now, I would like to see them get Taysom a little bit more involved as a runner in better ways, not just getting him out there for the sake of getting him out there. Make sure when you get him out there on the field, you got a pretty clear vision as to what you want to use him for. So Saints run the football better. That'll lead to better results on offense. It'll also lead to better results for your quarterback because there won't be so much damn pressure on him. You know, and I told you guys last week, I rewatched the Saints-Titans game, and I came away far more impressed with Derek Carr than when I watched it in full time in real time because you see how much of his, pre- his dropbacks are pressured. You see how much is going sideways, and outside of one stupid throw that he took accountability for immediately, I thought he played a really, really good game. So for me, that's the way I saw Derek Carr on the rewatch. But I think when I look at this Carolina attack, it's all about protecting Derek Carr. If you protect Derek Carr, Saints will win this game. I, I, I feel pretty strongly about that. I think it, sometimes it comes down to the simple shit. And the simple shit for a game like this is last week, Derek Carr was pressured on 51.4% of his dropbacks. Carolina, on the other hand, had four sacks against Atlanta. And Brian Burns, who wants a new contract, was willing to sit out, says, I'll show up for week one and have two sacks, seven tackles, a forced fumble. He was insane. He was insanely good, as he always is. And for New Orleans, Trevor Penning better be ready. He better be ready, and they better be ready to make quick adjustments. If he needs help over there and you got to chip at Brian Burns, chip him. You got to do what you got to do to make sure your quarterback stays upright. And I think for Derek Carr, you saw it last Sunday when he got into rhythm, when he had time, he made some throws. He made some big-time throws towards the end of the game. Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid. Next thing you know, you seal the win. But you can't have a repeat of the second quarter where it's Trevor Penning getting beat, Trevor Penning getting beat, James Hurst whiffing on a play, C.J. Ruiz whiffing. Offensive line has to be better. And the last two times the Saints offensive line was in Carolina, utter shit show. It's the only way I could go about it is saying the truth. It was an utter shit show. So I think for New Orleans, in week two, Carolina team that's clearly rebuilding, you got to find a way to assert. Don't even have to assert your dominance in every single department, although I think the defense has to offensively, keep your quarterback clean. Keep him clean. Carolina, again, really good defensive front, but that secondary is gettable. And that secondary is even more gettable now that J.C. Horn is out. He's on IR, hamstring injury. He's not playing. So J.C. Horn's injured. You want to be able to expose that back end. You got to keep your quarterback upright. So Trevor Penning, James Hurst, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, Ryan Ramchick. It's on you guys. You guys got to keep your quarterback up and let him and those weapons around him take advantage against a Carolina secondary that is missing their best cornerback. Sometimes, like I said, guys, it it starts with one thing and you'll see the trickle-down effect, and I believe that will be the case. Now, before I get into any of the questions, comments, predictions that you guys put out there, let me get into one of the sponsors of our show, DraftKings Sportsbook. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. Download now and use code BOOT to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code BOOT. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
The crown is yours. Once again, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook being part of the program. Let's get into any comments you guys had, whether it's predictions, thoughts, concerns, questions, whatever it may be. We'll start with Alex here. Saints have won a lot of week one games, only to follow up with the clunker in week two in recent years. Can't happen tonight against an inferior opponent. Totally agree. Again, in past years, you'd probably be like, all right, like last year against the Bucks at home, week two, coming off the week one win against the Falcons. It makes sense why they had to let down. This year, you got to win this game. You got to win this game. And last time the Saints were on Monday Night Football, it did not end pretty. Saints, Bucks, leading the whole game. We know all the rest ended. We don't got to get into it. Wesley says, let's fucking go, boys. I know I may be setting up for big pain, but I can't help it, man. I'm hyped for this game. No, you should be hyped for this game. I don't think any Saints fan should be sorry for being hyped for this game. It's week two, Monday night, and even in the Monday night slot the Saints got, it's the early slot, which means the late one is the premier one, which is the one that they believe is going to be the better matchup, and I get it. Brown Stewards, there's a lot of history there. Even in getting a primetime game, there's a little bit of disrespect in overshadowing this Saints team. And the only way to win over that trust, win over that spotlight, got to ball the hell out. So it's up to New Orleans, but there's no no reason why any Saints fan should feel sorry for being hyped today. You should be hyped. It's a Monday. Mondays usually suck, but they're not going to suck tonight because the Saints play, and hopefully we get to see them get another W, but that, that's up to them. Traff 504, who that everybody? Go Saints. Margaret says, we need to win this one. Yeah, again, I, I said on the podcast last week, it's not must win because if the Saints lose, I'm not selling my Saints stock. But if you want me to stop questioning whether or not Dennis Allen can win multiple games, got to do it, right? Last year, they did not win back-to-back games till the end of the season. They were 4-9 up to that point. They never won consecutive games. Got to be able to win consecutive games in this league, especially if you want to be an over 500 team. How do you expect to be over 500 if you can't win consecutive games? New Daylight present and Jerry G saying who that? Jerry adding it's game night. That's for damn sure. Justin to get me cash. I believe Saints will score three touchdowns tonight. 31-17 is my prediction for the game. I actually have 23-13. I'm, I'm more on the low scoring side because I feel like the Saints offense is still working things out. But 31-17 would be extremely encouraging for the Saints offense. Extremely encouraging. Because even though they only put up 16 last week, I felt and, and wasn't super discouraged. I was like, all right, there's a moment here. There's a moment there. Got to get those right. And if they can, you're not settling for field goals. And take away that interception he had. That was at least three points that he cost them. So I think that uh, I think New Orleans has a pretty good shot here to put up some points against the Carolina defense. I gave up 28 against the the uh, Falcons last week, and, and a lot of it comes off the defense, right? Carolina, Bryce Young, two costly turnovers last week. Saints got to find a way to turn over the young rookie. And I said uh, on the pod previewing this, his two picks kind of stared down his receiver over the middle of the field. If there's throws like that, guys like Tyron Matthew. Guys like Marcus May, got to come down with the play. Got him. Jerry says, Bears and Packers disappointed me. Yeah, I, I mean, Bears, I was like, whatever. I didn't expect the Bears to really do much. Packers, I thought, uh, you know, when you're up 24 to 12, you got to seal the deal there. New Daylight Present, I love you. I usually agree with you. But this weekend, the Packers and the Bears offered we, uh, one point to the NFC South teams is all I saw. Won't draw any conclusion until midseason. Falcons were okay. Bucks, man. I agree on the Bucks part. The Bucks aren't going to scare me at all. And I said it all year. The Bucs, even if they start off hot, are you going to be able to sustain it because there's nothing they do uh, you know, particularly well? Falcons, on the other hand, I know we all hate the Falcons, and me complimenting them doesn't mean that I don't hate them because I do hate the Falcons. They run the bo- football so freaking well. 
So that will be their calling card throughout the season, no matter what, and they'll be able to have success. Where the Bucks, at some point, they're going to falter. They're going to. It's just a matter of time. It could happen next week against the Eagles. It could happen in two weeks against the Saints. It's going to happen. There will be a point where the Bucks lose four, maybe five in a row. It's going to happen. And we can revisit this when it does. Falcons, though, I think the Falcons are going to be competitive all year long. They're going to be freaking annoying. And I could see them finishing eight and nine, nine and eight. I could. That's that's just what I what I see right now. I don't see a 12-win team, but eight wins, nine wins, I think it's possible. Jerry says, F the Falcons, sucking ears, and kittens. Margaret says, we need Penning to step up tonight. We lost both games last year to the Panthers. They definitely need Penning to step up against a guy like Brian Burns, who is an absolute menace. And on top of that, you mentioned those Panthers games. Last year against Carolina, lost on the road, 22-14, didn't look good. Then they lost at home in a game where Sam Darnold didn't even have 100 passing yards. He had two interceptions and no touchdowns, and they lost. I, I don't understand how. Like, that should never happen. But they did. And, and for New Orleans, you, you got to find a way, got to, to win in Carolina, something they have not done in the post-Breeze era. Again, only two shots at it. This will be their third. But you got to do it. You got to do it. Justin, to get me cash, if Saints continue to win, Vikes still losing, trade for Hunter. Vikings are going to be very, very, very interesting to see before the deadline. They got the Chargers this upcoming week. That could be a loss. They got the Panthers. They could figure that one out. But after the Panthers, they got the Chiefs. Then they got the Bears on the road. They could figure that one out. But then they got the Niners. They got the Packers on the road. They got the Falcons. got the Saints. It's it's not an easy schedule. I could see the Vikings being like 3-6, and 2-5, and five, whatever, early out the gate. And, and that's not good. New Daylight present. Watch the Titans and thought our defense was on point. Absolutely. The Titans offense looked a lot better yesterday against the Chargers. In fact, I'll bring it up real quick just to prove a little point here. Ryan Tannehill was 20 of 24 yesterday. He had four incompletions against the Chargers. Ryan Tannehill had three completions to the Saints defense last week. So we watched we watched last weekend's game, and then you watched this past weekend, Titans-Chargers. You tell me, do you not feel better about that Titans win? I definitely feel better about it. Titans look stout in the run just like they did against the Saints. Their defense looked pretty good, and their offense looked um, infinitely better against the Chargers than they did against the Saints, which makes me feel like, all right, Saints did their job. And yeah, it's a struggle to score against that Titans defense. Justin Herbert, who you guys know I think the world of in, in, in some cases, his offense, 24 points. So it's not like they ran it up against the Titans. Jerry says, tonight is our night, so give me my theme song. Man, Colorado's probably become the most watched team in all of uh, all of football right now. Honest to God. I mean, never thought in my life Colorado, Colorado State would have Twitter bumping, but uh, yeah. Alex says, no J.C. Horn is a huge plus for the Saints, huge advantage in the passing game, especially if the Saints can run the ball effectively and open up the play-action pass. Yep, totally agree. Like I said, protect Derek Carr, keep him clean so we can take advantage of a banged-up secondary. Calvin, 14. Kendry, not ready. Let that kid rest one more week. Don't rush him back. I agree. Don't rush him back if you feel like he's not 100% or close to it. Don't play him. But if he is, you know, don't hurt to get him a couple carries out there, maybe four or five touches early, see how he responds to it. But I agree. It's all dependent on is he going to re-aggravate this injury again because he's already done a lot of rehab in his rookie year. BNG Breakdown Podcast, any sense you have about Isaiah Foskey being active tonight. So that's been a really, really big topic among the Saints circle, obviously, with Peyton Turner uh, being out. But look, I, I still kind of feel like he'll be active tonight. 
I'm kind of on the fence though, because I know that that I could see them just calling someone up. Maybe it is Kyle Phillips getting the spot over him, but I'd, I'd like to see it be Foskey. But either way, whoever it is, I don't see them having a huge role because Carl Granderson, I don't think last week's showing was a fluke. I think contract year, he's going to ball out. So we'll see. I'd like to see Foskey active, but I can't say for sure if he will because I do know the Saints have been kind of flip-flopping between him and Kyle Phillips to figure out who gets that spot. Alex says, big opportunity for Foskey if he's activated for tonight. Rookie quarterback and less than stout Carolina O-line could really help him. Yeah, Carolina's O-line's not good to begin with, and they're down their left guard for the rest of the season. Another advantage for the Saints that they got to expose. This is a banged-up O-line. Banged-up O-line that wasn't good in the first place, protecting a rookie quarterback that who may hold on to the ball a little bit more than he should. Got to take advantage. Jerry says, will the Saints act, uh, activate Jalen Smith? I don't think so for this one, personally. I don't, I don't see it. Just call me Trey. If Falcons and Bucks can start 2-0 against subpar teams, then the Saints should be able to do the same thing. Play up to your potential and coach a good game. I, I agree. And while we're at it, like I think the Saints 2-0 will look a little bit different from the Bears, uh, the Bucks 2-0 if they're able to take care of business tonight. Got to beat the Panthers team, obviously, because that would be division win, which is cr- uh, crucial. And also a win over the Titans, which a 1-1 team, as opposed to the Bucks, who have now beaten a Vikings team that's 0-2 that I do not like, and a Bears team that's 0-2 that I definitely do not like. So, Obviously, it'll look different, same record, but you got to win these division games. 1-0 in the division, 2-0 to start the season. All of a sudden, I'd be looking at Dennis Allen and, and the body of work that they've done so far a little bit differently. Payton says, any news yet on if Kendrick Miller will play tonight? If not, when we'll find out. Probably find out around like 5 p.m., I'd say. It's at 5 p.m., you probably find out. Uh, but we'll, we'll see about that. I, I think it's going to be a close call on that one. Nicole says, I'm so excited to see Brian Brzee tonight. I think he's going to feast. He could. Thought he looked really, really good week one. Could definitely have an even better showing today. And I think guys like Brian Brzee, if they can get up the middle of that defense, expose the interior of that Carolina O-line, that's where Bryce Young probably will make one of those rookie mistakes. Got to get him off his spot, force him to make a throw that he's not comfortable making. And again, I think the world of Bryce Young, but he's still a rookie. You got to take advantage now because eventually he's going to learn it. And he'll probably give the Saints headaches once he does. But you got to take advantage while he's still young. Turbo says, what up, everyone? No need to worry. We have a quarterback already, uh, DC4. Panthers are not good with Young as quarterback, so I'm not even worried. We got this. Get your beer and enjoy Monday Night Football. I like the confidence. I wish I could, like, watch games like that and be like, ah, they got it. I'm good. I probably won't be that way. But I, I love the confidence. I absolutely do. Brian2424 says, I hope they keep using Olave out of the backfield. Yeah, I think that's something they might keep doing until Alvin's back. And then once Alvin's back, we probably won't see it enough. But Olave is an absolute dog. And I think that for him, that second half of that Titans game, dominant. Would love to see how the game script starts off today. Because there was a lot of Michael Thomas at the start of last game. And then Olave started taking over. I wonder if we see a similar thing in this one. Trap 504, hope Penning has a better game. Uh, don't we all, man? Don't we all? And he's got to be better. He can't do what he did last week. He's got to be better against Brian Burns in that attack. Wesley says, the way the Panthers' secondary looks, I feel like this will be a big MT in the intermediate game. O-line may still need some time to adjust, so I like the idea of feeding MT, mixing in shots to 12 and 22. I don't mind at all, and I kind of do agree with that logic. I do think this is the type of game where Michael Thomas can feast, but I also think if Michael Thomas is healthy, I can make an argument for any game because of the way he runs routes and how violent he is and the added factor of what you said, 12 and 22, what they're able to do when Shahid and Olave are out there. you got to account for them at all costs because 
yeah, Michael Thomas is great, but Michael Thomas ain't going to beat you over the top for a 60-yard touchdown. Olave and Shahid could do it at any moment, and they got to be care- careful that gives Michael Thomas a little bit more freedom. And if Michael Thomas is feasting and you start to dial it in because you want to make sure he's not doing that anymore, then 12 and 22 are going to get theirs. So if this wide receiving core is healthy throughout the season, obviously that's going to be the big question mark, especially with Mike. I don't know if there's a game where I don't think they're going to feast. Like, that's how good I think this trio is. And I think they complement each other so well. Warrior93, I think he watched a lot of film and improved a lot today. Penning is going to be good. I think he'll be better than he was last week. I know that's not saying watch, but uh, I really I really do feel like he'll be better. Turbo, it's okay if Buccaneers and Falcons are doing okay. They won't beat uh, DC4, so I'm not worried about them. That's just me. Not worried about the Bucs at all. I'll make that very clear. The Bucs being 2-0, best part about it, out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes most likely. They'd have to lose like the last 15 games of the year for that to happen. Like, I don't... When we talk about the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, we're looking at the Cardinals and we're looking at the Bears. The reason I say we're looking at those two teams, one, they're, they're both terrible. Two, they both own multiple, multiple picks. So that gives them that ammunition if they got to move up. So that, that for me... That's, that's the way I look at it. But for the Bucs, that's the plus side. Them being 2-0 out of the Caleb Sweet Sticks. But they will they will at some point falter. I don't think their team's good enough. New Daylight present. How long do you think Turner's going to be out with surgery, injury? Uh, it kind of depends. I, I think for him, we're probably looking at at least a two-month absence, maybe more. I think pay, uh, Trevor Penning had it last year in August. And then I think by week 12-ish, he was okay. So if I, we're going to go that math, maybe like week 14, probably for Peyton Turner, if all goes well, we'll see what happens. Turbo says Saints defense should get interceptions today. Young is not good, and he will throw them. Yeah, had two last week. Saints defense had three interceptions last week. Can they get another two? Like I said, if the Saints are going to be great this year, defense has to be great, and I think this defense will be great, but I also want to see them be oppor- uh, opportunistic. And I think we saw that at the start last week against the Titans intercepting three passes from Ryan Tannehill who had no interceptions this past weekend and was almost flawless against the Chargers. So, yeah, defense has a great opportunity here, gets a rookie quarterback to make some plays, and now they just got to go out there and do it. Wesley says, do you think there's any chance the Raiders be willing to trade us Renfro? I mean, they should be willing to trade Renfro, period. They pretty much have the guy just held hostage the first two weeks of the season. And they could use him, and he's a really good red zone weapon. So I'll go yes. I'll say yes, I I think there's a chance. Riddell says, rise up, but beat them kitty cats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Fal- Falcons look good yesterday. I- I'm not even gonna not even gonna knock it. Like they-, they look good yesterday. Turbo says Saints have to bring pressure on defense. I just hope the Saints offensive line is better tonight. Our quarterback needs time in the pocket to deliver. Yep, for sure. Give Derek Carr time and he'll do his thing. New Daylight present. I saw the fourth and inches call on the Falcons last minute. Yes, it's ballsy but also could be things that bite them in the in the butt. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree. It wasn't the prettiest of wins, but again, a solid win nonetheless. Warrior 93, Foskey came at the right time so play against, uh, to play against Young. His speed will contain him. Cam on the other side, super smart and contained. Young will suffer tonight. I, I really think you're probably looking at Cam and Carl Granderson. I'd love to see Foskey have a big game, and if he does, freaking awesome. But I do think Carl Grant should be the guy in there for most of the time, and, and I think rightfully so. He was fantastic last week against the Titans. Wesley says, let's say the commanders start to fall off. Would you send that Denver second for Chase Young? I would not because that Denver second at this moment could be a top 40 pick. 
So I'm not sending that for Chase Young, who's been injury-riddled, whatnot. I think you can get, you could send less for Chase Young, and I don't even think the Commanders would trade Chase Young because the Commanders are 2-0 right now, and they know that they got to compete and make sure that they put themselves in a position to potentially win the NFC South. But, uh, NFC East, excuse me. But I would not trade that Denver pick. It's a top 40 pick at the moment. Like, and, and I'll pull it up right now. I know we're only through week, week two, guys, so it's kind of unfair to say that. But as of right now, the Denver pick that the Saints got in that John Payton trade, I believe, would be the four. No, it would be, let's see, 42nd pick. Again, it's only week two, but the 42nd pick. I'm not getting rid of that for Chase Young. And again, a lot of it would be because Chase Young is injury riddled. I don't know what he would bring to them if he's healthy or not. So that's how I see it. Margaret, I hate sometimes says I hate sometimes the defense take the division not very seriously. Like we got this after the first quarter, we'll tell the night we'll go on defense. Yeah, I think you can always tell with Saints games, which I do appreciate. Is it going to be one of those that annoys you and drives you up a wall? Is it one where the defense came to play but the offense didn't? Is it one where they're just going to be dominant all night long? You usually get a sense for it. I'm very very interested to see. First drive is going to be fascinating because that's a scripted plays at home. Bryce is probably never going to look better than he will on the first drive. So I'm very curious to see how the defense handles the scripted plays from Frank Reich and company. Turbo says, I'm surprised the commanders are 2-0. They've always been trash. Yeah, I mean, I mean the 2-0 is interesting because you have the win over Denver and you have the win over Arizona. So they're not like the greatest wins, but 2-0 is 2-0. And they're playing just, just enough good football. I mean, 35 points last uh, this past Sunday, pretty impressive. Sam Howell's been solid. There's been a lot of surprise 2-0 teams, for sure. New Daylight present my dream. We go 6-3, and three, tied with Atlanta uh, for end of November, and play them for the first spot of NFC South. It is very possible. I would sign up for 6-3 and three for that start, no doubt about it. Wesley says, got to have Bryce Young seen ghosts. Yeah, I mean, got to handle your business, for sure. And if the, and the defensive line does that, then we might see that. Like I said, I thought Tannehill was just in his head, couldn't figure it out because the Saints' defensive line really disrupted him. Jerry, G's a lot, Jerry G says a lot of surprises from Sunday's games. A lot of surprises. Uh, Cardinals were up 28-7 to the Giants. Shocked the hell out of me. You have Broncos starting off 0-2. Did not expect that. You have Bucks being 2-0. What else did we have yesterday that was kind of odd to me? Chargers being 0-2. And now, actually, Chargers being 0-2 is the most fascinating one because now the Chargers next week play the Vikings, right? That is a loser-leaves-town match, as I like to call it. Whoever starts 0-3, mail it in. Season's over. Vikings can afford to go 0-3 because the Vikings are not firing their coach and the Vikings are going to enter a rebuild next season. Chargers start 0-3. Sean Payton's probably going to be sitting there going, why the hell did I take the Denver job when I could have just had the Chargers job the next year if the Chargers weren't going to be cheap? But they might have ended up being cheap anyway. Justin, to get me cash, how many sacks will the Saints have tonight? Prediction. I'm going to go... I'm going to go four. Go four sacks from the defensive line. If they do that, they'll be in great shape. But that's, that's what I'll go with. New Daylight present, what do you think about the Giants' comeback? I'll tell you what I think about the Giants' comeback. I'll tell you what I think. I, I took the money line when they were down 28-7. to 7. I was talking about it with my friends in the group chat, so I have a lot of friends who are Giants fans, and they're all panicking. Oh, what's going on? And I'm like, yes, they look terrible right now. But a lot of the Giants' struggles yesterday were missed tackles, just missing James Conner, missing Marquise Brown. And the Cardinals were in a position where they don't want to win. They want the number one pick, and they also got the Texans pick, so they wouldn't mind having the one and two pick of next year's draft. They don't want to win, and they got Josh Dobbs out there. So for, for them, 
I thought, all right, if the Giants can get a little bit going, they'll have a shot. And they did just that. And, and Cardinals' energy level in the last 15, 18 minutes was just terrible. So if you want to start being a conspiracy theorist, you guys are all welcome to do it. But, yeah, that's, that's what I thought about the comeback. Didn't surprise me. Usually 28-7 to 7 comebacks should surprise the hell of us. For me, it didn't, but I have such a low opinion of Arizona. Got a new uh, channel member here. Shout out to my guy, Hoodie, who, by the way, you guys haven't yet. I mean, the, the debate forums that this man's had for over like a year or two on this platform, absolutely phenomenal. Margaret says, what players from the Saints went to the Panthers? Uh, yeah, so obviously you got Vaughn, which would be the main one for sure. But it's not just, you know, over the years, it wouldn't just be Vaughn. You also got Andy. So what advice can Andy Dalton give to this staff regarding the Saints system? I guess we'll figure that part out. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's also the NFC South in general. Got a former Falcons guy in Hayden Hurst at tight end. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how these former NFC South guys start playing in Carolina. I think it's very early. I think the guy that I'm most interested in isn't even a former Saint at all. It's Miles Sanders in this Carolina offense. I, I kind of want to see how he looks because Miles Sanders has given the Saints fits before. Not sure why. I think it's more so because of the run-pass option that Philly's had with him over the years. But now in Carolina, different quarterback, different situation. Curious to see how that plays out. Justin, uh, Justin says, I want to see Saints start off with quick throws to neutralize the Panthers' pass rush. Yeah. Get an early feel for that offensive line, too. Can wear down that defensive line with the quick passes. Can also get a really early feel as to what kind of night it's going to be. Can they even hold up on the quick ones? So we'll see. Hoodie with the super chat. Thank you so much, my man. I really appreciate it. Hoodat, need a win in the trenches for us to win tonight and need to run the ball better. Great show, like always. Always keeping us updated. Uh, yeah, agreed on all fronts, right? Like, for starters, like you mentioned, you got to win in the trenches. If you don't win in the trenches, it's very hard to win in this league. And luckily for the Saints, I do think they'll be in a spot defensively where they'll win in the trenches. Now it's about the offensive line, like you mentioned. Got to be better. Got to be better in protecting your quarterback. Can't have him be uh, pressured on fifty uh, over 50% of his dropbacks. Can't have him get sacked as many times as last week. Can't have him take as many hits in the red zone. But like you mentioned, which is also a really big part of this, need to run the football better. Just absolutely need to do that. And I think the Saints will. I actually do. This is a, a tight end run defense last week that was stout. This week, a Carolina run defense that isn't as good. Gave over 130 yards to the Falcons. Uh, I do agree on all points. Great points right there uh, for sure. Black Order says, how many points will the Saints score tonight? I, like I said, I have the Saints winning 23-13, but I don't know. I'd like to see them score 27, but I got 23-13 right now. How are offensive line do tonight? Hopefully better than last week, but um, yeah, it's, for me, I think that this is going to be a really good test. Really good test. If Trevor Penning plays well against Brian Burns, then, then all of a sudden I'm not going to be as scared every week. But if he, if he ends up struggling and it looks poor, all right, kind of tough to decide. Is it bad match for the start of the season or is this going to be what the Saints have to deal with all year long? Brian says Saints should have taken Denver's 2024 first instead. I don't think that Denver was going to be on the table because of the possibility of this. I think that Denver knew you bring in a new coach, there's always the risk you run that the first year you're, you're so much involved in building the program and establishing your culture that sometimes things don't go right. And again, they're in a really tough division. They're in a division that has Patrick Mahomes. So already playing for second place to begin with. And I think for Denver, that's why that trade's never made. Because in hindsight, yes, you would like that. But you know what? I would look at it this way, though. Saints did make that trade with Denver. 
And so far, that trade has resulted in them getting Brian Brzee. Next year, they're going to have a second-round pick out of it. So they could end up getting two players instead of one player, and we'll see how it works. But so far, the one player that they've gotten out of this trade has been pretty damn good. Rydell says, last time Green Bay came to Atlanta, they lost. It wasn't luck. Yeah, look, I thought Atlanta just played better in the in the crucial minutes uh, yesterday. That's why they won. Crucial, got to have it down. Atlanta stepped up. Green Bay didn't. All Day Sports Talk 365 said, what are some of the other ways the Saints use Taysom Hill tonight other than the QB draw to the left? Yeah, I mean, the way I want to see it, and again, it's not it's not a, like the most appealing thing. I think what I said last week was when it's third and one, third and inches, third and two, fourth and one, that's Taysom Hill territory. QB power, got to run it until a team shows you they're going to stop it. I really didn't like the 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 kind of options to the left that they were running. I, I just think you're asking a lot of your offensive line to hold up in those moments. And I don't know if that's a fair challenge, especially against the Tennessee defense last week. This week against Carolina, QB power I'd like to see. I also would like to see them kind of let Taysom block quickly, maybe like a chip and slip out and give Derek Carr an easy option to the flat in the passing game, stuff of that variety. Uh, doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, you know, an amazing game plan surrounded by Taysom Hill because the Saints got other weapons around them. But I'd like to see them be a little bit more proactive with the QB power, uh, with making sure that they get him used a little bit in the passing game, but as a failsafe. It doesn't have to be the number one read. Derek can go through his options, assuming the offensive line gives him time, which is a tough assumption, and then come back to Taysom if he has him. Alex says, thoughts on Denver struggling against two beatable teams out of the gate? Am I the only one kind of happy to see it? You're definitely not the only one happy to see it. Me, personally, the only reason I want Denver to lose is for the sake of New Orleans having their pick. I don't give a shit. Like, the Sean Payton era is over. He left. It is what it is. I don't care. I want to watch the Saints era. I want to be happy watching the Saints era. They got a lot of good players to root for and a lot of likable guys. But, yeah, I mean, I want Denver to lose because the Saints got that pick. And the Saints end up having a top 40 pick this year paired with their first rounder. Yeah, holy shit. Like, all of a sudden, we're saying the Saints are no longer in that spot where you go into the draft and you're like, ah, they really don't have a lot to work with. No, they'd have their own first-round pick, and they'd have a nice second-round pick to go to work with. And that'd be really good for them. So, for me, I really, really think that that's why a lot of people are going to root against them. But thoughts on them struggling? I'm shocked. I, I thought Denver was going to start the year 2-0. I really did. And, and that's probably the biggest whiff I've had so far in terms of what I've seen this year. Uh, there's some things I've, I've felt good about coming in that were a little bit different and, and I feel good already. Like I was really high on Jordan love and I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be the next great quarterback, but he's looked pretty solid through two weeks. You know, I, I think for uh, teams like Atlanta, unfortunately I thought they'd start pretty well. That's the way it's going. Denver. I, I missed, I thought Denver would be two and zero. a really winnable game against the Raiders. They lose by one, a really winnable game against the commanders. They lose by two. I just don't know what the fix is. And I think if it continues, you're going to reach the point where Sean's like, all right, I need a new quarterback, but he doesn't just need a new quarterback. There's so many other issues with Denver. I mean, this offense is just not fun to watch. And he also neglects the wide receiver position, which us Saints fans obviously know. Nicole says, Brandon Staley should have been out as their head coach. It should have been Sean. I totally agree, but Chargers are going to Chargers, you know? Jerry says, I see six sacks for the Saints tonight. Yeah, I mean, that would be... Fantastic if that's the case. Now, I'm going to get into more comments that you guys have. So if you have any other things to say, please put them in the chat and I will get to them. But before I do that, I want to get to another uh, partner of this program, Crystal Hot Sauce. I need to clear something up about New Orleans. 
while our culinary scene might be on fire. Our food has never been about heat. It's always been about flavor. And this is how New Orleans does flavor. Are we clear? Crystal, how New Orleans does flavor. Once again, thank you to Crystal for being part of the program. As always, let's get back into the comments here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. We got a phone one from Steven here. You got any game day traditions or routines? Uh, yeah, I mean, the weirdest one that I do is I usually make sure that I wash and have ready the same pair of uh, basketball shorts and socks on that I just, because I like to be very comfortable when I'm watching Saints games. So that's usually the, my weird one that I've kept. I used to always wash and wear uh, like a rotation of certain shirts or like five Saints shirts, depending on the week that I want to wear. Now I don't really care if I wear a Saints shirt or not. Sometimes I usually don't, but I still got to have a, it's almost like if you're getting ready for a basketball game, you got to make sure your shorts and your socks are ready. I kind of do that, which is still weird. I don't know if I'll ever break that habit. I've noticed as I start to get a little bit older, I'm like less superstitious than I used to be. Uh, Like back then, the weirdest one I used to be was like, if I, if I had to go to the bathroom, like mid game, I'd be like, man, I got to hold it till the saints do something well, which is the dumbest thing. I don't know why I would do that, but stuff like that. I would start changing my seat nonstop. I don't really do that as much anymore. I noticed I I'm a little bit more calm with saints games. I think a lot of that has changed since the, the no call. Unfortunately, I think I just cut out a lot of my traditions, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll develop some new ones that I, that I haven't even thought about, you know? And like Brian said, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. I can't lie about that. Vulture mode, Jamal Williams, uh, ATD today. So my my very – like my – okay, let's go crazy type of prediction would be Jamal Williams has two touchdowns today. That would be my let's get crazy. My let's get crazy prediction, Jamal Williams two touchdowns today. And I don't know if he will, but I think Jamal is going to have a little bit of a bounce back game today. Payton says, heard someone saying Dalton might be feeding in info to the Panthers about the Saints playbook slash offensive scheme since he's there. What do you think? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that absolutely makes sense. I think there's a lot of guys that you bring over, they bring uh, information with them. But I think, you know, for New Orleans, they've changed a lot. Defensive scheme has definitely changed in terms of bringing in a new defensive coordinator, so that's tweaked a little bit. Offensive scheme, uh, it seems like Coach Curry's a little bit more involved this year than he was last year. At least that's the feel that I've gotten so far. And with Derek, they're probably going to run a little bit different in terms of the, the plays that they want to run more often than they did with Dalton because Derek's just a better quarterback. I, I, I do agree, though, that like there is some you know, knowledge that Andy will bring to Carolina, but guys do it everywhere. Like I'm just thinking around the league right now. All right, the Saints play the Lions in December, right? I'm sure Jamal Williams knows some things about the Lions that he could share with the Saints, but that's not going to be the determining factor in whether or not they win that game. So I, I wouldn't stress it, but yeah, I'm sure he knows he, there are things that he's told Carolina. Warrior 93, you think Miller is playing today? I kind of think so, but I, I've been wrong before, but I kind of think he will. Brian says, I want to see A.T. Perry get involved, but I like the trio they got right now. Yeah, I, look, it sucks to say, but it's just the truth of the matter. A.T. Perry's not going to get involved unless someone gets hurt, which you obviously don't want to happen. And I think the reason it's that way is because A.T. Perry right now is a really good receiver, and the Saints like what he brings in the passing game. But if you're going to be that fourth guy on game days, you've got to provide something other than receiving. Blocking is usually the thing that they're looking at. And that's why I know Saints fans can't stand him every year, 
making the roster, but Traquan, Traquan makes the roster because Traquan can block, and the Saints value that part of the role he plays. New Daylight present. Thanks, Chris, as always. Udat, enjoy watching the game tonight. Really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And, you know, not that it surprised any of you guys, but after the Saints-Panthers game's over, we'll be back on YouTube for Boot Crew Media's page for a live stream, recapping the game, reaction, all of that. So, in a little more than 12 hours, I'll be back on here. So, uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely have more to talk about. Brian says, got to the show late. Happy game day, Houdat Nation, and thanks for this, Chris. What do you expect from MT tonight? Um, Six catches, 75, maybe, something around that ballpark. I think MT's going to have a really good game again. I, I think MT's going to be solid. And I said last week, if Michael Thomas can continue to give them like six catches a game, 60 to 80 yards in that window, that's fantastic. And I think he can do that, and I think he will do that again. Justin, to get me cash, if Shadur Sanders comes out this year, I want the Saints to go YOLO, go YOLO and draft him. Uh, yeah, you're probably not the only person who feels that way because uh, Shador is, is so fun to watch. In two weeks, we're going to have a fun one, man. Shador and Caleb Williams, USC, Colorado going at it. That's going to be awesome. Vulture Mode says, let's get crazy then. As long as we get the win, I could care less. Yeah, like I said, I don't care who scores touchdowns. I don't care who ends up making the game-changing play. As long as the Saints win, that's what matters. So that, that's the way I view it. Who Nation, uh, Nation 97, Jawan should eat this game. What do you think? I'm with you. Uh, I, I have the bet slip from DraftKings. I, I'm in on uh, Jawan getting an anytime touchdown tonight. We'll see if I end up regretting it, but that's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like Jawan will get his tonight. And I thought Jawan was good last week too, to be honest. You know, if in the grand scheme of things, so Olave heavy, uh, very Michael Thomas heavy, and Rashid heavy, he still had a decent game. So I, I think Jawan will play well tonight. Alex says, I feel like a Jimmy Graham touchdown and dunk over the goalpost for old-time sink type and eight. I kind of thought about that yesterday because I was kind of looking at the odds uh, on DraftKings for, for any time touchdown. And I was like, Jimmy's like not bad. Like the, the, you're getting pretty good value. I just don't know if it'll be used. And what scares me, you know, is, is the fact that last week really didn't get any usage. So that's where I'd be a little, little hesitant. Jerry says, I got 28 to 10 Saints tonight. Love that prediction. Like I said, I got 23-13, but I, I would like to see 28 to 10 like, like you got, Jerry. Uh, Clampers uh, says, I'm in Charlotte right now. Should I be going to the game? I mean, that's up to you. Either way, watch the game, whether it's at home or uh, at the stadium. But that'd be pretty cool to watch it in Charlotte at the stadium. Kimberly says, Juwan probably won't eat if uh, he has to help Penning. I don't know if he'll be the tight end that ends up chipping. I think you're looking at Foster and Taysom as the two guys that would help with chipping Penning for chipping the defensive end to help out Penning. Uh, Carl Marky Mark says, I'm knocking on every piece of wood I see today that this isn't a trap game. The division looks very competitive this year. Yeah, I don't call division games trap games because like you, you're so focused on winning them and you know how important they are. So I won't say it's a trap game. I will say though, these are the type of games you got to win you want people to take you serious and you want to be a contender and you want to have a really good record this year. You got to start 2 and 0 and you got to be able to win back-to-back games and take care of business against teams that you should beat. This is a, a team that they should beat. If they could beat Tennessee, they should be able to beat Carolina, a team that lost by double digits to Atlanta last week. So, yeah, it's an important one and we'll see what happens. But again, the Saints have the pieces to do it and there's no reason why they can't. So, it's about them going out there and executing the plays and making sure they keep their quarterback upright, they run the football better and they force Bryce Young into some decisions that he'll regret. But we'll see if that all happens tonight. In Carolina, Saints, Panthers, 
chance to go 2-0, chance to get the first division win of the year, and chance to really show that the vibes are different around this year's team. And I'm excited to see if they answer the call. Yet again, guys, thank you so much for leaving your comments here on this Monday morning. It's been an absolute blast. Had so much fun talking to you guys. As always, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel here because we will be back in about 12, 13 hours recapping Saints Panthers. I'll be back here for a post-game live stream, so make sure you don't miss it. So subscribe for that. But until then, I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. I hope you enjoy your Monday. And let's hope the Saints start off 2-0 and beat the Panthers tonight. I'll be back soon. Have a good one, everyone.